Welcome to 12 Questions. I feel thoroughly welcomed. <laughs> Hi. Hi, this is Anna Valenzuela, and I'm joined here today uh, by my... I'll, I'll identify myself as my full name, Eric Barnes. About town. Yeah. Uh, man about that. podcasts. You man have podcasts, you have apparently. several. You have podcasts going. You have things going. You have several podcasts. You're like me. You're a multi podcast human. Yeah, a multiple time podcast guest. Uh, I'm the host of the Raging Joy podcast. Yay! Yeah, and. Uh, Doing another one to be announced at some point. You know. A TBA. TBA. How, how often do you release Raging Joy? Uh, it's weekly. It's weekly? Yeah. Love it. Drops every Tuesday. Love it. Check it out. Check it out, everybody. If you, if you want to talk about, uh, and uh, spoiler alert, uh, I'm going to have Anna on as a guest. Oh, shit. Yeah. What are we, multitasking? Oh, yeah. What? What? Yeah, super fun. All right. So just to give you an idea of this podcast, this is a podcast mm-hmm. from a recovery perspective. You don't have to be clean. You can be a regular human being who uses I feel very regular. Yeah. yeah, you can be real regular. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be extra regular. You can be irregular. I've been called extra before. Extra regular? Or just extra. The, just extra? Oh my mm. God, I was so extra last night. I was at a show being so loud. I was like, I, I feel very free and very in the moment, but mm-hmm. I know everybody around me is very uncomfortable because <laughs> comics are like, <laughs> comics will be the first people to be like, your joy Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, con- you know how every friend group has that one friend. Yeah. Okay. Comics are all that one friend all, all yes. together. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what if that one? It's a convention of that one friend. Yeah. That one butthole mm. just decided that was it. The good buttholes, the bad buttholes. Yeah. Like uh, dirty, the clean, the squeaky clean, the, the tight, the loose, all the buttholes. All the buttholes. Every single one. All in one place. Mm-hmm. All in one place. All at various uh, stages of stankiness and cleanliness yeah. and looseiness and goosiness and this is not what you wanted to talk about it's very funny though i'm, I'm loving the direction we're going in so i'm going to ask you 12 questions from a recovery perspective mm-hmm. that's all it is it's just like 12 questions yeah so um how do you deal with surrender how do you experience that uh, kicking and screaming that's hilarious. Are it's, you sure you're not an addict? That's a real addict way to deal well, with it. If I'm if I'm an addict, if, you know, I, I full disclosure, I, I d- to my knowledge, I have no truly true addictions. M- maybe I have some issues with food. Okay, so maybe some eater. food. What about like what about like but, uh, like uh, relationship stuff, like codependency or anything like that? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I, I've mm. never gone to therapy. It's something I've oh. always wanted to do just so I know, okay, this is how my brain works. I've been to therapy so much that I brought my therapist a better DBT manual than the one that she had. I was like, <laughs> can I bring you some better materials? Shout out to Chelsea Kuehl, who's been on the pod before. Awesome. Um, can I bring you some better materials? Because the one that you recommended was just okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of surrender, I think I, I've gotten better at it as I've gotten older because mm-hmm. you kind of realize, well, there's, you eventually realize the certain things of like, okay, I've done everything on my end, what I can do for whatever situation yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to be like, okay, I have no choice but to let the world, the universe and other people respond to it. 
and hopefully it'll respond to it in a positive way. Yeah. And that's what sucks. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you never know. That's the thing is everyone's reaction is completely out of our control. Yeah. And that's the part that's kind of scary. Yeah. It's like when we try to fix, manage, and control those reactions that things get like difficult, mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion. It, it does get difficult. Or you're at a point in which it's like, okay, I've done the work. I've done the things. I've done the, you know... It, you know, there are some people that have done the 12 steps and they're yeah. like, it's still not working. Why isn't it working? You know or, why? Or Here's what yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. Um, I used to think that spirituality was like a, a sprint that you crossed a finish line. It's not. It's not. It's like a continual daily practice. Mm. And it's like once you pick it up, you're kind of like sort of like a blue pill, red pill pop proposition. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like once you once you get in the frame of mind of like this is what I'm going to do for my life and for my um for my well-being mm-hmm. it um it, it does a lot it's completely um i would not want to go back but on the other hand i have to do work for it every day i have to yeah. do like yoga i have to meditate i have apps i have yoga stuff i have therapy i have 12-step meetings tuesday's very much my self-care day so mm-hmm. that's that's like usually what i do on those days gotcha. but um yeah, it's a very like it can be very challenging and um it's but it's a never ending process. It's a never ending process. Yeah. Mo- most of my surrenderings of things have a lot to do with like work, jobs and certain other How so? Uh it is uh, I am very fortunate that I'm currently working and employed, mm-hmm. but I've been laid off many a time and yeah just this do you whole, get that like work ptsd where they're like are they gonna fire me are they gonna fire yep, me are they gonna fire me yep, yeah all the time yeah all the time uh and but the other the other thing is just like you know little things like job interviews and all that it's like okay i said the things you wanted me to say i did the things you want me to do i do the other whatever's but it's it's out of my hands yeah mm-hmm. and i'm like please just just hire me i'm be i'm not deceiving anybody yeah but it's just one of those like come on just I feel like uh, old Gil from The Simpsons sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, come on. You just got to give me the one, whatever. And, you know, th- th- I understand and it's never personal and all that. But right. it's like, uh, Papa need to pay rent somehow. True. And that's, and, and mm-hmm. you know, if it was just like mild disappointment, it'd be like, oh, shucks, got to try again. But if the stakes are dire, that's yeah. when I'm like, motherfucker just move or at least give me a no immediately don't don't sit on it for three weeks absolutely yeah yeah it's tough i actually had a situation where a uh employer uh they froze hiring after um after interviewing me it was very interesting i felt my age for the first time in an interview because like my I'm like old school. I wear a dress. I wear heels. Right. Like I go in with printed copies of my resume and a guy in sweatpants greeted me and pulled my resume up on a computer. And like we sat in a room where everything was um, written on the glass of the walls of the room. Oh, God. <laughs> and he gave me a LaCroix. <laughs> And, and I was like, times have changed. Yeah, well, times have changed. But that's the thing is that I'm, I'm kind of I hate the American work culture in the sense that they're trying to, I understand that they want to make every job welcoming to yeah. all employees and, yeah. have, and, and develop a teamwork and a team effort. I also don't need you to be new home. either. <gasps> yeah. 
Yeah, I think. Give me health insurance. I don't need a snack bar. Sorry. Uh, well, I fucks with a snack bar. I'll fill that, it. You know what you need is a purse. You need a Merce spring to work and fucking fill it with snacks. That's fantastic. I can buy my own snacks. I can't buy my own medication. Oh. Mm. Oh, so you're saying you worked at places that do well, snack bar and no health insurance? Well, there. Yeah. That, Go fuck yourself. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. <laughs> I would burn that building there. to the ground but, and or, use the chips of Hawaii as well, kindling. The other thing too is, is that there's this pacification of like, yeah. well, we we put in an entertainment room and all that that way you can stay for longer hours or you feel you're guilted into staying for longer hours so you have no life you're dedicated to mm. whatever the thing is you're not allowed to have just a job anymore in yeah. certain circles um but what i the it, the the most recent example was uh i really needed to work and this guy a friend of a friend is like hey we have an opening here essentially the job is there's a whole lot of duties listed because they like to overpack whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That way they can ask you to do anything. For sure. Um, But the primary duty is you're on the phone, you call a person and be like, hey, um, you didn't pay your bill. Let's fix that. Yeah. And what can we do? Mm -hmm. Let's let's try to work together in order to figure this out. Yeah. Pretty simple. For that job, which, mind you, didn't pay amazing, like yeah. I probably would have had some form of supplementary income. Sure. I, uh, I sent, uh, you know, I refashioned my resume, sent it in, had one 30 minute phone interview, then a written test that I had to take, you know, within a certain amount of time mm-hmm. that, that they didn't pay me for, by the yeah. way. Then pass that test, then a gauntlet of, and I was supposed to go to uh, then if I pass a test, which I did uh, go be interviewed by three different people for the one job. This is not this a is full-time being, position. Th- is it is, this full-time? It's, it's full-time, okay. but let me stress, this is calling someone on the phone. Wow. <laughs> That's what this job is for. And I go to the interview on time have the first one the second two they have to postpone i'm like okay that's yeah. fine and it's like we'll call you later to reschedule mm-hmm. they then, gotta send emails they gotta have meetings that should have been emails or so, yeah or yeah they, or, or something like <laughs> yeah. that but the pot but the bottom line is is that okay you know they didn't respect my time okay and uh then the and And then I was told via email, yeah, we decided to move with someone else. And keep in mind, this took, this entire process was three full weeks. Okay. Everything that I told you for just a job that paid, I'm going to, fuck it. I'll say it. 15 bucks an hour. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's LA. It's LA, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, but still. It won't cover. It won't cover everything. Yeah, no. If you're listening in the the Midwest, you're like, that's a king's ransom. No, not out here. (laughs) In LA, that's like the equivalent of $7 an hour. Yeah, but that's the dumb thing is that it was so much gatekeeping for something that that they know themselves doesn't pay that much. Yeah. a lot of questions regarding qualification for something that was really simple in the end. And the yeah. guy that would have hired me, the guy that recommended me the job would have been my boss. Yeah. He liked me. He wanted me. Yeah. But it was other people that I would never talk to ever again. Right. <laughs> that decided these other things. Whereas my current gig, uh, which I really enjoy, which pays, uh, which is freelance, but pays, uh, you know, I can live off it. Okay. Uh, 
all I had to do was like, here's a test. We'll pay you to do the test. What? Yeah. No, this is what you have to do when you're writing, by the yeah. way. If they're, profe- if they're professional people, they want to pay you for your time. Oh. You know? Uh, oh, you got that one, one of them su- uh, sweet freelance writing gigs? I wouldn't call it sweet. It, yeah, I, I personally, I feel very fulfilled. Nice. Some people may not. I am an editor currently. For, oh, congrats. For, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it to myself. Yeah, keep it. Oh, yeah, no worries. But, uh, but the point is, is that this job that paid more, that requires uh-huh. more responsibility, that requires more skill. Sure. All I had to do was take an hour, hour to two, two hour long test that they yeah. paid me for. Cool. For something that paid more. Yeah. As opposed to something that was very much mundane that virtually, and this is not talking down, yeah. but something that any competent adult could do. There was a gauntlet yeah. to get past. And that... And that, I think, is backwards and completely unfair. That's actually kind of true. Like, when you look at, like, lower-level positions, they really, like, interrogate you to see (laughs) if you... Well, why can't you commit to this thing that won't sustain you? Yeah. Yeah. So, what would you... So, what you're saying is you struggle struggle with, like, surrender... I can't talk. Surrendering. Struggles, surrendering. You you struggle with surrendering in, like those Maslow's hierarchy of needs ways. I, I do. Yeah. And, and I think uh, you, you touched on relationships a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I surrender and uh, you, know, you have to surrender in relationships or you go nuts yeah, because you, you, you can't control other people. That's we'll not what crazy. love, that's not what love is either. Yeah. Um, and any kind of love, like between friends, between well, lovers and all that. Uh, but uh, I have a hard time surrendering control because it's bit me in the ass when I have. So I'm a little gun shy here and there. How do you mean? Hmm? How do you mean? Oh, like, how has it bitten you in the ass? Uh, I gave people my trust. And because I gave them my trust, I was betrayed. Yeah, it's a cost of doing business. Vulnerability. I, I, I yeah. know. Yeah. But when that happens nine times out of ten, you tend to mm. not put yourself in any scenario like that ever again. Mm. It sucks. So what's been the most like insane moment of your life? The most... Uh, uh, God. Uh, there have been, been several examples. Um, it's usually people that I'm very close to. Yeah. Um, one, uh, but one that that is coming to mind that doesn't involve family because, uh, I'll be frank, I'm afraid that they will listen to this and they will be hurt. Uh, but oh, do they listen to your like podcasts they and stuff? Might. Well, I my family doesn't. No, my family's too narcissistic to uh, listen to anything I do. They, uh, Sometimes the family on the Mexican side does. I think there's some shout out. Uh, there, there's certain. There are certain people that uh, I I have certain issues with certain family members. I'll just leave it at that for now. Yeah, I get it. But uh, one such example actually uh, would be in college. I had two roommates that were my best friends Mm -hmm. and they would call me their best friend. Mm -hmm. And we were in the dorms and we were looking for an apartment for the following year. Yeah. And all that for essentially a house mm-hmm. well a townhouse of some sort and uh i was out to class and they and i left a blank check and i said you know here it is signed and all that for a deposit yeah and 
whoever the landlord was like needed us to stake a claim now that day. And I, I'm trying to remember the exact issue of what it was, but bottom line is they were negotiating someone else to be their roommate after they told me that they wanted me to be their roommate and they were going to sign the thing with them and they would have, and I was just not physically present Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they were just going to drop me and I wouldn't know where I would have gone the following year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only way that I, and things were resolved afterward. Uh, I ended up being a part of the lease, but the only reason that I was part of the lease was because a mutual friend of ours just went, no, what you're doing is scumbaggy and wrong. Uh, and I'm just not, you know, I'm not explaining this very well, am I? <laughs> it sounds like you went out on a limb to trust a situation a and it and, was tough. And it was tough. And I was mm-hmm. told, and I was told that I, I was, I was led to believe that these, that I could trust these people. Mm-hmm. And they revealed themselves that I couldn't trust them that much. Hmm. And it sucks because it's like, oh, well, I thought we had this, but we don't. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Uh, Whenever I uh, put myself in a scenario of, oh, I feel good about this person or uh, this relationship Mm -hmm. or whatever, I tend to get my ass bitten for it. It's just, it's just how it's turned out. If this were a drinking game, I would say <laughs> if you're listening right now, I'd like you to take a shot of either Jameson or espresso. Um, have you read any or like watched the TED talk from Brene Brown? The I don't power even know of, who that is. Oh, I'm going to send you some shit. It's going to okay. change your life. It's okay. about like the power of vulnerability. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I led, I, it's not that I closed myself off mm-hmm. to vulnerability. I'm vulnerable with, with people and yeah. I'm vulnerable on stage. Yeah. But it's, but, uh, when but I, we get, have control over that on stage. We, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, uh, but the times in which I can, that I try to be fully myself or be fully committed uh, to certain people, I'm just let down because the reciprocation is not equal. Mm, okay. And that's, and that's not necessarily the other person's fault. Right. But it just sucks. Yeah. Hmm. What, how do you make decisions with all that in mind? Cause you live in a world full of other people. Yeah. You're going to have to make decisions that involve other people. Oh, yeah. How do you make decisions? I don't know. I compartmentalize what, mm. <laughs> Certain things for certain folks, certain people can do certain things and certain people can't do certain things because, and it's trial and error in some cases. Like we were just talking off mic about a a mutual friend of ours and all that. A business arrangement. Well, Mm -hmm. a business business Mm -hmm. arrangement, but there's also a personal uh, relation. Which always makes it difficult. Which makes it a little bit more complicated. Yeah. And I have to kind of realize, okay, well, I have to do these certain things business-wise and I have to do these certain things personal-wise. That way they don't cross over Mm -hmm. in order to either protect myself or realize that this person's, the way this person thinks and feels uh, in terms of observed behavior and knowing them for so long, I know I can count on this person for certain things. And mm-hmm. I know that maybe I shouldn't rely on them on these other things. Yeah. Not because they are weak, not because that they 
are dumb, not because of any fault of theirs, but that's not how this person is wired and that's not their strength. Okay. They can't meet those particular needs that I, that I have Okay. in that way. Well, I with, don't know. With your needs in mind, what's been the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself? Um, <laughs> I know these are <laughs> these big are questions. Deep, these are big <laughs> questions. Well, no, I, I like big questions. Fuck the small talk. Right. I mean, that's what my podcast is about. Yay. It's about big shit. Um, but my, uh, uh, can you repeat that one more time? I'm sorry. Yeah. What, uh, what's the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself? Um, how I can say fuck it and be stronger than what I believe I'm capable of. Yay. It's not because I like it. It's not because I'm not afraid. It's not because I'm competent, but it's because God damn it. I have no choice. <laughs> well, courage isn't courage. Isn't um, a denial of fear or right. not experiencing fear. Courage is walking through your fear. Right. Yeah. But I, but I know that it, that's the thing is that I, um, like, uh, and it's not that I don't get help from others because mm-hmm. that, that's just simply not true. Yeah. But there are so many times in which I'm like, I'm very used to taking shit on alone. Yeah. Uh, and on one hand, that independence is good. On the other hand, I'm used to being lonely and while that's not a bad thing, it's not something I'm comfortable with either. Ooh, new self-help book to check out. <laughs> uh, every week I'm like, I got a new self-help book I just read. <laughs> it's going to turn into another podcast, actually, probably oh, yeah? soon. Yeah. Um, uh, the Untethered Soul. I just, that was a recommendation from uh, Josh Adam Meyer. Shout out. He's been a guest and uh, it was uh, really helpful. There's like a whole section where they talk about the experience of loneliness Mm -hmm. and um, it's pretty fascinating actually. Well, it's just, it's not necessarily out of a, I can't be alone. It's a, I'm used to being alone and you know, it's, I'm bored of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's sad in there. And it's more of a, I, I kind of want, uh, and this is, Mind you, it's not just romantic relationships, mm-hmm. but other relationships. Like, you know what? I want to invest more uh, into other people and and uh, and be able to, I don't know, maybe it's because I have a, a nurturing spirit or something mm-hmm. uh, that I become a little bit more, uh, I, I want to be more accessible and I want to, um, I want to encourage and I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of want to be the thing to some people, to people that, uh, give a service to people, to the people that I care about that I don't feel that I'm getting. If Question. that makes sense. Question. Like, yeah. Do you think. Not to a point of like obsession or of. So you want to be craziness. of service is the thing. I guess. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you think that maybe the loneliness and the trying to like not get hurt mm. and not have your trust violated. Do you think those two things are connected in some way? Possibly. I mean, uh, it's not of lack of, or maybe investing in the wrong, uh, that I'm put in the wrong direction. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. It's just, it just kind of, I end up burnt out and alone nine times out of 10. And I, and that's one of the reasons I want to go to therapy is just to see what, why that is. Yeah. Uh, in certain aspects. Yeah. 
or maybe there's something I'm not seeing if, or there's something I'm not putting out. There's a dope sliding scale therapy clinic in San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. I can get you the number. All right. That's pretty good. Good to know. It's good to know. <laughs> um, is there, uh, what's your level of honesty? Self-honesty, cash register honesty, like all the honesties. Are you talking like a scale from one to 10? Sure. Everybody does that. That's so fascinating. Well, that's because it's the most common thing. Yeah. People always, they're like on a scale of one to 10. I'm like, sure. Whatever well, makes you comfortable. On a scale of uh, barbecue sauce to motor oil. Sure. Right. On a scale of mustard to bag of mustard full of names. Mustard to bag of n- mustard. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, call back to. Something. Call back to a podcast that's never even been released yet. <laughs> I was, I want to ask you guys why yeah, yeah. mustard. Uh, because it was in his fucking fridge. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. His fridge that looks like a penguin. Yep. Pinguino. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, yeah. What would you say on a scale of one to 10? Uh, it depends on the subject, mm. I guess. Okay. I mean, I'm fairly, I consider myself to be a fairly open and honest person to the okay. point at which it's, it's hurt. Uh, well not hurt, but it has, it may have blocked me from opportunities here and there. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's it's mostly just uh, uh, I I feel that too much deception or too much covering up and too much lying just makes you exp- you're going to get exposed at some point anyway. Huh. So why bother? Yeah. And on top of that, everyone know uh, I would like to know where everyone everyone's head at. So there's no guessing games for sure. me. So. Yeah the best way to do that is to not provide guessing games for them. There you go. But there are certain things that I'm, that I keep private about, but I'm just honest about being private about those things. If that makes sense. How honest are you with yourself? Uh, I'd like to think that I'm pretty honest, but there could be things that I could be subconsciously hiding from myself that I don't know. I think that's which is real- part of the reason why I kind of want to do the therapy part. Yeah. That's a real honest answer. When people are like, <laughs> when people are like, I'm a hundred percent honest. I'm no, like, no such thing. Yeah, you only know what you don't know. Yeah, you don't know yep, what yep, you yep, don't yep. know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yep. Um, what is one thing you'd? How do you experience fear and anxiety? I'm gonna skip a question there. Ooh, fun. How yeah. do I experience fear and anxiety? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, in what form does it take, or what am I afraid of? Yeah. What is your experience of it? Um, uh, anxiety. I get anxiety attacks. Um, hey, me too. Hey, Yay. Hey, fun. <laughs> um, I do get anxiety attacks. Uh, fear is uh, either like just whenever I'm afraid or depressed, it's one of two things. Mm-hmm. I either am, I either just shut down and I'm just in a corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's like, I need to be dead for, mm-hmm. for a day. Yeah. Or I choose anger um, mm-hmm. because it's because it's more proactive. Yeah. And I try and when I do get angry, I tend to and I'm very fortunate that I'm able to compartmentalize most of the time. And nobody's perfect. Yeah. But use it to either make something of myself, you know, either go to the gym or write something or make something or, you know, or just use it as fuel for, for some form of goal or sure. task. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's mostly, and I recognize that it's the, def- it's deferring to a point what mm-hmm. it is, but it's so that I can 
not feel like I'm falling behind and going back to control. It makes me feel like I have control over the situation. If I'm have more of a fuck you attitude toward it, as opposed Mm -hmm. to despair. Yeah. I told my therapist, I have two versions of anxiety. I have angry agitated, which is like a real fuck the world punk rock. Like, ah! and yeah, then I have DIY DIY. Like I don't need anybody. Yep. I turn into like a 15 year old kid slamming a door. Oh yeah. And then I have, I have anxiety sad, which is just like, oh, I can't do anything. I, talk, I go real Eeyore about it. Anxiety sad happens to me when going back to before mm-hmm. when I feel like I've exhausted all the other um, tangible options. Yeah. And I have to let the world respond and the yeah. world blows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because a lot of the other, like a lot of the sort of behaviors meant to control anxiety mm-hmm. um, cause more wreckage than the actual anxiety just like the experience of the anxiety it is can, what it, yeah 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 and with that in mind what's one thing you'd like to change about yourself <laughs> god <laughs> so many um are you talking are you talking just just like physically or just life in general whatever it is whatever comes to mind uh, i'd like to change uh I like to change certain aspects about my body, some of which that I do have control over to a point yeah. and some that I don't. Yeah. Um, I would like to not, a, I don't know, maybe some, there may, the, in my weaker moments, I appear needy, I feel, mm. which is odd considering I talk about self-reliance and, you know, lone wolf bullshit earlier. But, but the times in which I need, the times in which I need people, I need people, it seems. Yeah. Um, and I would like to at least either curb that or find a healthier perspective and outlet for that, that type of thing. I don't know. These are very deep questions that I have really shallow answers for. Because they're I, not. Why are you judging yourself? You're giving great answers. It's all I'm. It's Stop. judging. Judging myself is all I do. When you, when you're a freelancer that works from home, oh all you do is judge yourself and self-analyze. Audible That's that. Uh, Audible that. Uh, that uh, untethered soul book. I feel like it's a lot of the concepts Brene Brown talks about. But in like we talk about it in 12 step and you hear it in Buddhism. So like Thich Nhat Hanh, for example, mm. talks a lot about it. But I think it's a um, very I think it's written in a very masculine way. I feel like it's a language that we're all trying to get to that like serenity thing. Mm. I think it's a language that like men can really, really attach themselves to yeah. not that I'm not getting anything out of it but I can I it reminds me of their parallels whereas like Brene Brown really speaks to the like tortured housewife within me like it's very <laughs> um and and I and I dig that too and it's in its own way yeah. um what is and a lot and a lot of me currently is trying to break the toxic masculinity that I've been fed for a long you know Yeah, I think, you know, the world is really changing and it's asking us to, you know, think of our worlds a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. I was explaining the generational difference between like how women were talked about as far in terms of like public safety and like sexual safety and how the conversation for me was very different than it was for women just 
five years younger than me Mm -hmm. and so it's a very interesting like being on the cusp of that kind of social change has been kind of fascinating like watching watching the world and then you got to make the decision if that's not your value set that you were raised with you have to make the decision to um, practice new values which is it's difficult and you don't get it it takes time it takes time and you don't get it perfectly the first time and I think sometimes with this rapidly changing world there's an expectation of instant perfection with these new rules. Mm -hmm. And I think we got to kind of like give people, it's like, you know, with gender pronouns, you know, that give people the, give people the opportunity to like, if they mess it up, you know, don't, you know, don't chop their head off, but to just be like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, I'm a, they, I'm a, Hey, Hey, thank you. Um, Mm You know, I usually, I respect, like, I, I usually respond to like they, you know what I mean? You know, something a little Mm -hmm. less than, you know, some, some, sometimes we get a little, I think we get behind our keyboards and our opinions get very strong, very rigid. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, but in terms of the time, it's not just generational too. It has to do with where you grew up True. as well. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a real small, yeah. Well, I grew up in, uh, well, I grew up in Ohio and a lot of, you know, I, I'm, uh, mind you, you know, I'm not saying I didn't grow up with love or uh, any, like a lot of what male of affection. My Toledo. <laughs> Toledo? Yeah. Just my, south of Detroit. My stepmom's from um, uh, uh, Ravenna. Oh, okay. Do you know where that is? Not no. particularly. Okay. But uh, but when the, you kind of learn certain things that they're, you know, and my, my parents were pretty, uh, you know, they were, they were affectionate. Uh-huh. They, they, it's not that I wasn't shown what love is or anything yeah. like that. But when you're surrounded by an environment in which this is what men are and this is what boys do. Um, we we're not particularly trained to do and share in certain ways or deal with things in certain ways. Like there was a time, it took me forever to realize that when certain family, family members were asking, Hey, how's your car doing? They were really asking, how was I doing? Oh, you know, it's little, it's code. It's little things like that. Oh. Or there are certain people like they like one of my closest, like my closest friend growing up. He's a family member. He has never said to me, I love you. Ever. Ever. But I know he does. <laughs> but he can't say it. Or, he changes or, or, your, or, he changes he your oil without asking. <laughs> <laughs> but but um but it's but it's little things like that mm-hmm. and and in terms of trying to you know, bash you're trying to erase the toxic masculinity. Now you have all these men who are who want to try and change and they're like, okay, what is the right way to deal with this? And sometimes they either overshare or share or express themselves it because it's been bottled up for so long or whatever that it's in the wrong circumstance or it's too much. Yeah. For, for a particular mm-hmm. thing. Because it because they end up over either overcompensating or whatever. And because of that, it's like, well, you need to share yourself and not feel ridiculed about it. And then they do. And then they're ridiculed about it. And it's like, well, what the fuck then? You might really like Brene Brown now that she has like a whole chapter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, because and now they feel, you know, uh, and, you know, over time, you kind of you eventually realize some stuff and learn some stuff. But you become more hesitant 
because it's like, okay, you were told, you told me to be this thing, not that thing. And I'm being this thing now. Right. And now I'm being yelled at for being the thing that you asked me to be. We, we do. <laughs> women do that a lot. Uh, women, I hate to say it. We do that a lot where we're like, be one way. No, I don't like that. Be another way. Well, well it's, it, it's, I, it can be women, but I've, I've heard that from other dudes too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, well, what, the, what the hell do you want? Because yeah. now, now I'm going to become double more reserved. Yeah. Because again, like going back to earlier before, you were asking me about vulnerability. Yeah. I was punished for being more vulnerable. Maybe Mm -hmm. I was more vulnerable than I should be in a certain scenario. But because because of the reaction that I got in return, uh, I wish I could be more specific. Yeah. But uh, I had to double back a little. Yeah. I think that like the thing is, I think the hardest part is to take ourselves out of the reactions to get to a place where we're more uh, Mm self-assured and self-confident and not worried about the results of the vulnerability. Right. I think that's like the most difficult part. But it can alter uh, a a valued relationship at times. True. I mean, it's again, the cost of doing business and sometimes those relationships need to be altered a little bit. Sometimes mm-hmm. they need, sometimes that's the course of a relationship is the space to grow. When a relationship is meant to, um, when someone engages in a relationship where they're unable to make any changes or they're ridiculed, ridiculed for changes, mm-hmm. those are um, typically like toxic relationships. Those are identified in like the codependency model mm-hmm. is like, like toxic addictive relationships that's what they refer to as addictive relationships Mm. so when change is not allowed uh, because change is inevitable and it's constant and the human condition is always growing and evolving when change isn't allowed and stasis is required and you can be punished back into stasis that is your that is your addiction wow yeah codependent no more melody bd Check her out. This is the second time I've heard about that. Oh yeah. I gave it to Vanessa. I think I was like yelling Mm. about it to Vanessa. Um, and shout out Brujaha podcast. Car- uh, Carlos was the one that told me about it. Yeah, Delgado. me and Carlos, me and Carlos, you know, mm-hmm. fucks with it real hard. It's a good, it's a good book. Okay. It's a really good book, and it kind of like the one thing about it that's fascinating is it's basically like if you relate to this stuff, we're gonna get down and dirty about what's really going on, and it's not necessarily a feel good book. Like you get to the end, oh, of I it never feel like, good at all. Uh, well, okay, well then you'll be fine. It'll just be like oh the same. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a really good, really good book. And with all this sort of like, you know, trust and fear and all this stuff happening, how do you experience forgiveness? Like when things don't quite work out or when your when your expectations aren't met. I never expect it. Okay. From others? Yeah. How about from yourself? Like, how, do I forgive myself? Yeah. And others? Uh, I forgive others quite frequently. Uh-huh. Uh, I Rightfully or not, I hold myself to a higher standard than I do other people. Mm. Is it unreasonable? No, I don't. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's mm. totally unreasonable. But then again, this could be just narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trust me, mm-hmm. if you were super narcissistic, you would remind me of my family. So I would be okay. able. I feel like I'd be able to tell you. I feel like I'd be uh, able to tell. But but it's more of I forgive it. it it's partially due to my upbringing, my faith. Mm-hmm. 
it's a natural thing. I don't like to cling on to that stuff. Yeah. Because it's worthless. Sure. Um, you know, forgiveness comes in many forms. Sometimes it's just outright forgiveness in the sense of like it's it it happened, but it's done. Yeah. And we can move on and be the people that we were to one another. Yeah. Sometimes it's I forgive you, but mm, we're done. Or this, and, that, and that's a or, that's a form of forgiveness yeah, when you yeah. have to be like I forgive you, but this is we've reached the or end this, of the line. Or this yeah. aspect of our relationship is done. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the relationship, and maybe not you know yeah. total dissolution, but being like, okay, we're not this type of friend anymore. Sometimes or, the band's got to break up. Sometimes the band's got to break up. <laughs> Sometimes you can still have dinner parties, but you know you can't work together. Yes. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Those are things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and. uh there and I'm pretty forgiving of myself, uh, especially if I know that I'm trying, yeah, to and or I'm more successful than not. Mm-hmm. Of of uh, like, let's say I'm, I'm displaying a poor behavior sure. or a habit mm-hmm. and all that. If I'm a bit more forgiving of myself when I'm like, well. And this could be justification, but it's, but it's more. And mind you, this isn't like crimes, but <laughs> but but you know, like my diet. I love the way you said crimes. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> but uh, but diet and all that. And so like, well, dude, it's been three months since you've had pizza, and you you had like four slices. You're mortal. It's okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or I'm using that as just a lame, small example. Yeah. As opposed to just, um, if it's a repeated behavior, I'm like, oh, fuck, God damn it again. Or, um, and it's nothing to, it hasn't, nothing that I've seen that's been outright damaging to other people. Okay. But it's been mostly just something of self-improvement that I want to prove to myself and I let myself down. Mm. So. Okay. Um, but in terms of when I fuck up and I'm expect, I apologize and I'm sincere about it. Uh, forgiveness. That's, that's sort of on them at that point. Okay. And while I would love to receive it, you don't try to like control that and make it happen. How can I? True. I mean, I I can be, I I would do a lot of like, are we cool? Are we cool? There are Are times. Are we cool? There are, there are times in which I do like succumb to that, but, yeah. Eventually there's a breaking point in which you'd be like, listen, I can't be more sorry. I can't take away what happened because it happened. Mm-hmm. But you know my heart and you know that I'm remorseful. And it's from then on, it's on that other person. Otherwise, all I'm doing is being a fucking pest. Mm. And that's not good either. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What is, uh, what's the weirdest like apology you've had to give in your life weirdest apology i had to give mm-hmm. like i had to apologize to a gas station attendant because i tried to like i accidentally he was rude to me and he had to like yeah i accidentally walked away with his pen <laughs> and i and he was like my pen and i was like oh and i went to like toss it but i was just far enough away Mm. that to like toss it in a friendly way like my intention was to toss the pin and i like here's your pin buddy like that but uh what happened was is i threw a pin at a gas station attendant who looked horrified horrified as it landed on the 
and I nailed it. I got it right. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I had to like go back the next day because I realized like people turned to stare at me. They were like, did that lady just throw a pen at the gas station attendant? Like what a cunt. And I, and I thought about it and I, I evaluated it. I was like, you know what? Even though my intentions didn't match my behaviors, mm-hmm. I still owe this man an apology. So I went back the next day. Of course he was there just as mean as he was the day before. And I was like, sir, I'm, I just want you to know, I'm very sorry. I tossed that pen at you yesterday. Um, I did not intend to just like throw it violently. Um, but I apologize. That was very rude of me. And he was like, okay, fine. And we've never had like any beef since, Yeah. but I definitely, that's like one of the top 10, like weirdest amends I've had to give her. I've ever, I was like, and how can I make it right? And he was like, what? And I was like, cool. And then I walked away. It was like one of the weirdest apologies slash amends I've ever had to give in my life. Uh, and I did it this year. Cause I was like, it was also like in the middle of the heat wave. Like, oh God. so everybody in the gas Everyone's station on edge. and they, my card wouldn't read and it was my work van and I'd been r- driving for 10 hours. And I was just like, I looked insane. You know what I mean? Like mm. I looked insane, but so did everyone else. And the next day it was cooler out yeah. and we got to like, I make peace. <laughs> Um, I got a couple, I think. Okay. Uh, I, uh, first is first I'm, I, I'm overly apologetic. Like sure. as soon as I say something, I'm sure that you've noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very you're very much. accommodating. You're like, you're like, you're like, uh, so accommodating. It's unaccommodating. Does that make sense? <laughs> like you're so accommodating. You're like, whatever. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's like, yeah. no, I need you to have an opinion. <laughs> well, that's the problem is that mm. I don't. Okay. And a lot of times uh, you were offering me, can, do you want coffee or tea or water earlier? Because you're, and you just said yes. Yeah. You went, yes. And I was like, which one? <laughs> well, that's, and that's the thing. I didn't care. Oh. Because I, uh, I have some really I, good tea. I really, too. I really enjoy tea. I really enjoy coffee. I really enjoy water. Yeah. I enjoy a lot of things. So all the options in this house matter. are good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless I vehemently hate something, okay. I tend to just yes and throughout oh. most of my life not because i don't lack an opinion but because i like shit okay or i like trying sure. new things okay it's most it's and it's it's dumb because it comes across as indecisive but it's more of it doesn't matter until it matters yeah mm-hmm I think, you know, I had a realization that I've uh, built a lot of my career on people pleasing and like Mm. ingratiating myself to others. And what I found is that people pleasing, I've said this a hundred times, is a type of manipulation, it's a type of deception. And so it's very important that I be honest about my opinion, uh, even on the small things. And that's been it, even, but at the same time, like, even if I don't have one to be honest and forthright about like, I don't care whatever you're having. That's yeah. fine. No, really. I mean that. I don't, I don't care. I would tell you if I cared. No, if it's, if you were yeah. asking what kind of pizza toppings you want, I can name them. Ooh, instantly. you've been thinking about pizza. That's the second time you brought up I know. pizza. You're uh, feeling it's, some it's pizza my, right now. It is my default. As soon as I see pizza in front of me, I'm like, Oh, oh you're depressed because that's, uh, that's my, yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but but I have strong opinions about pizza toppings. I don't have strong opinions on. Beverages. What are your topping? What are your topping preferences? Meat. Meat. Okay. Meat, green peppers, broccoli, all other vegetables have no no use for them. Pineapple, no. Okay. 
If okay. you if other people like them, that is fan fucking tastic. But I don't you care want for them. you want a green vegetable, yeah, and a meat. I like heavy greens. I like dark green veggies. Oh. Spinach is great too on a pizza. Oh yeah, it is really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. How about arugula? You ever fucks with some fresh I, aluga, arugula? I fucks with arugula. Yeah, that's some good. Mm-hmm. It's spicy lettuce. I have a power green smoothie nearly every day. Oh, that's good. Just uh, a handful of power greens of you know spinach, arugula, sure. and kale. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, two cups of unsweetened vanilla almond milk and half a scoop of vanilla protein powder, and just it's a green vanilla shake that I chew oh, down. Oh, you and Stuart can hang. He is a mm-hmm. uh, he is a power green smoothie guy. There you go. He, he has a recipe that doesn't. It kind of tastes like peanut butter and jelly when he's done, but it's green. Mm. Does it have banana in it? Probably. I'm out. See, are you hard anti? Oh, okay, hard opinion. Okay, you have hard food opinions. <laughs> I have hard food opinions. That's good. And, and other opinions, and I don't hate on people that don't have the same opinions and I do, but I know what I like, and I know that what I don't care about. If that okay. makes sense, that's good to know. Yeah. So, what's the weirdest apology? Weirdest apology. Going back to that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, um, that's okay. I was the one who deal right. See, do you apologizing. See. Yeah, I I was the one who derailed us. You take that apology back. I can't. Raised Lutheran in the Midwest and just a good old mama's boy. So, oh my God. It's my fault and I'm guilty for everything. Sometimes I wish my stepmom worked, uh, like, listened to this because she would have just, like, given a backflip. She's just like Lutheran from the Midwest, very polite and accommodating, like, very sweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Well, I'll. I'll give you the fun one first, which was I was at the Melrose Improv hanging out with some friends at the bar. Sure. Okay. We were doing like a little play fight thing in which we were both like, put up your dukes, <laughs> 1940s, like a Popeye mm-hmm. fake fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we just were. And I sure. rear my fist back and do kind of a windmill thing. You're by the way, too big for this. I'm letting you know I, right now. You're I, too big for this. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm in, to quote Mike Berbiglia, I'm in the future also. <laughs> so I did the windmill thing and I hit something and I hear, Ugh! And I turn around, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And it's Vince Vaughn. Ah! And he just walks up to the bar going, no problem. Oh and, no. And I so just, where did you I just hit him? His that. stomach? I, or? I, he was grabbing his stomach. So Did you hit his dick though? Because sometimes you can hit somebody in the dick and their I, stomach. I, I, trust me, as a taller man, I know uh, yeah. that could happen. I don't know. He grabbed his stomach. Uh, all I know is that I said my apology. He said no problem. And he did not look like in the mood to further engage. So I did not. Oh my God. I just, you assaulted Vince Vaughn. Statute of limitations. I don't know. Accidentally. It was an accident. It was an accident. It was an accident. But that's so funny. Yeah. um, Allegedly accidentally assaulted (laughs) Vince Vaughn. That's so funny. I, um, but the other, the other apology is, uh, and he wouldn't mind me telling about this because he talked about this on my podcast, the raging joy podcast, cheap plug, um, Jeff may. Oh, when I first met him, did you also punch him in the stomach? I didn't, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't assault him with work with, with, I feel like he would like somehow Jeff is a very interesting person because he's like a person who will say something nice to you and then he'll be like, He'll be rough. He does that Boston thing where he's like, well, blah, blah, blah. And then I just like tell him to go fuck himself and then we're friends. He's, uh, well, that's the thing. He's only rough around the edges with the people he likes. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. know that he likes me now. Oh, now. Then though, uh, yeah. 
I knew of Jeff just by reputation. Like I never met sure. him. I couldn't put a face to the name. Yeah. But I knew, but I knew he was a person that did he's things. the tallest of the nerds. Yeah. You're also a very tall nerd. I, the am, two too, of you, I am taller than him. <laughs> oh, you two could reach all the cookie jars together. Oh, we can. Mm-hmm. We can. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, but when we first met, it was over at a mic and he, I, I don't even remember what I had a shitty day. I wasn't sure what it was. <laughs> Sometimes you go to a mic and you're like, I'm not user friendly right now. That's exactly what I wasn't user friendly. I didn't want to yeah. engage. I just wanted to show up, do my time and then go the fuck home. Mm-hmm. But he, and I think it had a lot to do with uh, what happened to me earlier that day had a lot to, mentally went through what I looked like and something. As an actor, you get typecast for shit, and that so you just sucks. Yeah, you went in for an audition for a Viking, or or were, another fucking biker nonsense bullshit, or whatever. Oh, I don't, but I don't if you can get in that sweet, sweet Sons of Anarchy uh, extra, one so. shows canceled. Two, uh, or like Mayans. Now it's Mayans. Uh, I'm white. Uh, <laughs> they gotta fight somebody. They'll fight someone that has an uglier face, uh, or is fatter, or is taller, or is buffer. The problem is, I'm the I'm the lesser version of all those things, and I'm above average of everything else. It's true. I know a lot of people yeah. in my twelve step program that are like extras for those types of shows because right. they look like that. they well, look like. Rough. And on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, you know, this isn't tuning my own horn. This yeah. is just the way it is. Yeah. I'm SAG after it, so I can't be an extra. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But Hold on. Don't you have health insurance? Not anymore. Why? Because I've because oh, you haven't worked. I haven't worked this oh, year. Oh, somebody book him on something so he can like get <laughs> so his teeth fixed. Health. Or what? whatever. I don't know. That's always my dream is to get your teeth are fine. Mine is to always get my teeth fixed. Ah, I, I feel like everybody in LA is just trying to get their teeth fixed. Fair enough. <laughs> if, if it makes you feel... Uh, yeah. That's so funny. You were like, what? My teeth? Like, what? They're just fine. <laughs> I have good teeth. I, it's the one thing that I didn't that I thought I was okay with. <laughs> now that's being put into question. You have beautiful teeth. Oh, I just was using my fishing. own example. I wasn't fishing, but I like what I caught. Now, um, but Jeff May... I don't know what it was, but I was in a shit mood. Mm-hmm. But he, but he first looks at me. He goes, "Hey, you look like a Boston guy." And I'm like, "No, man, I just don't, I don't need to be told what I look like about anything right here, right he, now." That was a. He was just like, "You're all so big and white. Let's talk yes, about it." Exactly. That's what he was actually saying. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, in my head, I'm like, I don't need. <sighs> he was saying you look like you grew, you grew up on Midwestern corn or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Corn fed. I, I, mm-hmm. I was just not in the mood. I don't even. I I remember it wasn't like a big blow up or anything. Yeah. But I but I remember being very short and very. I don't even know what words I said, but it was the attitude was no, no, no. In terms of in terms of engagement. Yeah. And uh, I've done that at Mike's where I'm like, no, not today. This thing no, you're doing. No. no, I, I just <laughs> and all that. And then afterward, because I knew Jeff by reputation, I didn't yeah. know who, who he was. I knew that he had a lot of common interests that I had had. Aww. And then fr- and then mutual friends of ours are like, oh, yeah, that's Jeff. And in my head, I'm like, oh, man. Ah, uh, you were like I was a dickhole, you know. I was dickhole to this person, and then uh, I believe it, if it wasn't the following week or it was the next time I met him, I'm like, "Hey, man, I was a complete and utter asshole to you, and you were just trying to be friendly and all that." Mm-hmm. And we've we've we're friends now uh, and all that, so that ended very well. But it was still very 
it was very shitty and awkward. Um, and, uh, and I'll own, and I'll own to that is that it, I let my mood, uh, rob me of, uh, potentially rob me of what would have been a very cool friendship. Yeah. And that, and you know, uh, fortunately I handled it in a way that he accepted. Well, and both of you are adults, yeah. so that's the, the best well, part of it. True. Is yeah. both of you are adults, so you can both like, you can talk about it. Because yeah. he's also a very sensitive man. He ver- Here's the thing. Is he looked at you and was like, game recognized, game sensitive giant. Yeah. No, like <laughs> we give each other the best hugs and each other because, because the thing of it is that I've come to learn is that the most exterior looking tough guys are usually the biggest like softies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it just is how we are. Is that for whatever reason, there's something within our like sensitive selves that we desire to have this hard exterior look yeah. or, or experience these uh, like he boxes yeah. and I wrestled and all that type of stuff. Yeah. We, we lean towards these very aggressive things. Well, you got to make sure the villagers stuff. don't come at you with a pitchfork. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that uh, I, I I'm not sure how it is, but it's how a lot of us are wired. Maybe it's because since he was raised in Massachusetts and I was raised in Ohio, that we took a lot of our feelings and we had to either bury them under like muscle and callus, or yeah. uh, or have to express them physically because we couldn't express them verbally. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I know I'm dragging him into this. Maybe he's... No, I love that. I love that. Maybe he disagrees. What is your... You mentioned this a little bit. Like, what's your... um, uh, What's your relationship with your higher power? Do you have a higher power? Do you not? Uh, I... Well, I... vehemently. Oh, Oh, keep going. I skipped a question, but we're going to go back to it. We can... No, uh, do that one. Do that one. (laughs) Okay. All right. Do that one. Uh, I vehemently despise the American church, but I consider myself to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, have you ever read the Jefferson Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, the way and... Which, yeah. if you're listening to this, the Jefferson Bible is Thomas Jefferson laid out the Bible and he just took a pin to all the shit that Jesus didn't say. Yeah. He just crossed out all the crazy bullshit that people like just their interpretation of the story and he mm-hmm. just left in just the, the just the jesus part the, the supposed quotes just the quotes right, he right. just left the quotes yeah. so he took out all the filler yeah yeah it's pretty it's, it's pretty great well, it's, it's like, one of the reasons why a lot of christ's words are supposed words were in red in the yeah, bibles yeah um i uh I, I, I'm not a fundamentalist, you know, there are certain interpretations. I just, uh, and if you see my act, I talk about, I'm very open about talking about my faith and, um, I'm very, and how much I actually respect, uh, I respect more atheists than I do other Christians in many ways. It's just, um, my relationship with my higher power is I, I pray not as not every day, but I do. Um, there are times in which I'm very upset with my higher power, not necessarily because I'm not getting what I want, but because I'm like, okay, this bullshit is happening Mm. uh, to people I care about or the world at large and all that. But then I kind of wreck, I reconcile that by saying, listen to this, this bigger thing that's bigger than, than me that I've dubbed God, um, 
somehow through some fashion, I choose to believe evolution. We've evolved to have these wonderfully awful brains. Yeah. And we're given this responsibility and it's more of the higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, be like, okay, you're created to be this communal species. You guys, you guys got this. Mm -hmm. And if you succeed or fail, that's kind of on you as a collective. And that, and I, I don't know, I reconcile certain things with that in the sense of it's not God failing because if we had a God that intervened all the time, what the hell is free will? Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. These are a lot bigger questions, but I'm at. A, but that's where I'm kind of at right now. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it's not that I believe that my faith is better than anyone else's. Sure. Um, or that it should be applied to the laws of the land. Sure. But it's just my thing. And uh, I've. <laughs> I, it's weird because I have drast, drastically different political views than what is you could typically see on a Fox News and different viewpoints on certain subjects such as abortion than you would see on uh, on Fox News that you see that you typically see Christians criticize, I should say. Oh, yeah. yeah I was like, Fox News. Oh, I was like, oh, he. OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think most support Planned Parenthood is the point I'm trying to get. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people I think most people are who are Christian are more like you than what we see on TV. Well, yeah, because, yeah. Uh, because we're very boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not like, interesting to look at it. The core of religion is just like, don't be a dick. Like Pretty it, much, like yeah. you could literally just be like, don't be a dick. Don't be mean. Well, be it's, kind to other people. Well, it's uh love the Lord with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that's kind of it. If, it. if it has nothing to do with love, then, then what the fuck doesn't matter. But I think a lot of people don't love themselves. A lot of people don't. And so it's hard for them to love. It's to quote RuPaul, mm -hmm. how are you going to love your, how are you going to love someone? How are you going to love someone if you don't love yourself? Can I get an amen? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very difficult. And there's little things like the, going back to the whole abortion thing. I personally, I don't like it, but I'll, but it's not my body. You regret all those abortions you've had. I've, I regret all the abortions. <laughs> oh, so many. No, one, it's it, whether you get into whether or not it has, it, whether or not um, an embryo has a soul or not, or that, or mm -hmm. whether it's alive or not, is there relevant to me? Because a couple, a couple things. One, I, it's not my body, not my call. Yeah. And the other, the other being, the other being, even if it was illegal, it's still a thing that's going to be done anyway. So why not make it the most excess, uh, like make it the most safe procedure yeah. that it could be? Yeah. It's not going to be done. And the other, okay, why would they choose abortion? Well, because all the other options are, no one just, you know, there's no person that's like, well, uh, it's equally A, B, and C, like for an abortion. They're they're choosing an abortion because we don't have, uh, we don't take care of our children in this country mm -hmm. very well. We don't take care of single mothers, especially very well. We don't support them financially. We don't offer, right. we don't offer great adoption programs. We don't offer great foster programs. It, it would be. I believe the most Christian thing to do isn't to ban abortions or shame people and show yeah. viscerating pictures, but 
make the other alternative options so appealing that abortion would be the last option that they would that they would ever mm. have increase the social services make make the world yeah, a better place hey how about that huh and all that yeah and maybe even advance the met you know there are some cases in which abortion has to be necessary in order to save the life of you know the woman giving birth maybe research a little bit more of that because we can make certain advancements in medicine in order in order to make I'm gonna let you know right now when it comes mm-hmm. to a woman's body most doctors are like eh. exactly and that's and <laughs> that's a big problem too. yeah I don't know <laughs> well, well yeah weird well you and I you and I know many many women that have yeah. been you know just all kinds of just I had washed my own, off yeah, yeah you, I had my you, own, you own problems it. and they were just like they would look at me like you're crazy and I'd be yeah. like oh and that's a and that's a yeah. bullshit stigma that needs to die. Well, and the and other part terrible. of it, the other part of it is too, is that like we don't do much for our mental health. And right. a lot, I had a doctor look me dead in the face and be like, listen, I really suggest that you deal, you see, you see somebody for your mental health. Cause what was happening is my body would have some kind of reaction mm. and I would freak out and overreact and end up at the doctor again. And um, the mental health portion is what he clued in on is that anxiety was driving me to believe that like these problems that were real were way worse than they were. Oh, and yeah. so I think if we all around took a better self-care approach, um, like a societal care approach, yeah. I think it would probably well, cut down on medical costs. I think it's a combination of that. But yeah. but there are certain cases like uh, you and I have friends that, ha- uh, that are women that have endometriosis yeah. and all that type of stuff that yeah. go undiagnosed because some fuckwit of a doctor oh, yeah. said, ah, you're just you're just saying things. Well, they when they put know. that IUD in that mm-hmm. one of the doctors, when she took it out, said, oh, your uterus is really big. But she didn't say why. And I she also didn't call for an ultrasound. And so I had to what? go. The back fuck is that about? yeah well it was full of tumors that's why it was so big. Well, right but uh, <laughs> well, it's like but oh, she it's was just large she was not fucking with me man she oh. was just like why is this so big she didn't even say why she just was like oh observation like she didn't i think i think like medicine is a very um it's a very interesting interesting well, place they, they don't want to scare you in the fear yeah. of, of getting sued she might have thought i knew or that too, too? yeah mm-hmm. well uh, but uh, is she supposed to presume that you know, though? I don't know. I mean, she's a shitty medical doctor well, in a clinic. Well, that's the other. Who also told me if I had babies, they'd have Down syndrome. Oh, well. Yeah, she was a real gem. It was um, a good day. It was a good day to have a, an apparatus ripped out of my body. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like a fun time. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's so. So higher power. Yeah, uh, I. I do have I do have faith I do have beliefs they they become they are a source they are a driving force yeah. in my life but at the but at the same time that it's not a substitute for you know actual care yeah you know yeah if I that makes that. sense how do you speaking of care how mm-hmm. do you take care of yourself on a daily basis like what is the thing that keeps Ooh. Eric from filling his pockets full of rocks and wandering into the sea it's it's dumb because a lot of things um work until they don't work anymore yeah that's Uh, not dumb no it's regular it's human Uh, it's human but there are some folks um what honestly and this is gonna come off as such a big fucking shill for my podcast 
do it but it's not a shill i that's why i brought you on because i know that you have like a positive focused podcast yeah and like i'm all about spreading that positivity well, and if 12 questions listeners like you here they should check out your podcast which is raging joy hell yeah but, but I, you call it a positive focus i would say it's partially positive because i don't want to eradicate the negative at all i want to acknowledge that it exists okay because the thing that i hate the most is blind positivity because it can ignore problems or it feels like the people experiencing the problems aren't heard yeah mm -hmm. so i that's why i introduced is like okay what do you what pisses you off uh, and okay. all that because anger is something i relate to and it's usually rooted like we talked about before yeah. either anxiety or depression and then it, and uh, the reason I bring up the podcast is I'm trying other things to see what is positive because I truly believe that even the most miserable fuck has at least one thing that is like, you know what? Shit ain't so bad. Yeah. And it could be as simple as a burrito or a hug or whatever. And that's what I try to pick apart is I want the 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 person that i'm interviewing share that aspect with them and that way i can experience the joy in their face when they're either experiencing it or talking about it and uh, and it might be something that i could do and i can try or my listeners can try in yeah. order to kind of you know uh, be like hey you know uh, shit ain't awful all the time yeah exactly um in terms of myself personally recently uh, if I can make the time to just sit down and read a graphic novel, I know that sounds dumb, no. but that's, that's it. Uh, just sit down with a good cup of coffee and reading that, uh, having a slow, um, uh, no one knows this, but all comedians fantasize about having so little to do <laughs> that we can justify laying on the couch and reading a book with a cup of coffee yeah i think about that eric oh it's a fantasy isn't four it? to five times a week I, th I, th I legitimately fantasize about drinking tea and reading a book oh i got a stack yeah or, or watching this week's fantasy was re-watching the labyrinth for the eight thousandth mm -hmm. time in my life where does this come from? We tell ourselves we're so busy, we can't do one little thing that could bring us joy. I think it's because we, we're in an industry that respects hustle. And uh, also, I would say false idolizes it, hustle. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. Like but, the entertainment but, industry but is all, Jesus in running shoes. All, That's their God. We all fall for it, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all fall for yeah. it. Yeah. And we also have this thing of like, well, it's kind of, at least for me, the high school thing of like, well, while you're, while you're doing this, someone else is doing that. That's true. I've had, I literally had a booker, I was driving at work and mm -hmm. I had a booker send me dates that they were like, can you fill these dates? And all of the dates were good except for December 26th, which is the day after Christmas. Yeah. And because I didn't immediately pull over the tour bus to like check my calendar and figure out a date, they just kept texting me, oh, this date's filled and now this date's filled yep. and now this date's yep. filled. The only date left is this one. And I wanted to, I just, I responded with, um, for your information, I drive for a living. And if I am unable to answer a text right away, 
it's because I'm at work. Yeah. And I guess that date is fine. But what they don't know is I'm probably going to cancel on them. <laughs> well, for, <laughs> and reschedule. For me, uh, there I, but I, I'm pretty sure it's fine, but I'm not 100% well, there, sure. There have been I, a handful of times in which December I December 26 is a real fuck you of a date. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, just a bit. And it's at a, it's, anyway, it's, it's a, a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> Uh, there there have been times and i'm sure this has happened to you uh you know in, you know uh, jumping off that in which i was offered a job and then the job was closed within two minutes yeah it's a thing it just never ha- it, or it went from oh this is open you can have oh they oops doesn't happen you know yeah all uh, and uh, a lot of times stuff like that happens when i'm showering <laughs> Yeah, when you're like doing some it's kind like of self care it's a thing. Fucking super. Well, it's not even self care. Yes, basic, it is. It's basic human hygiene. Basic human hygiene. It's, it's self I'm and external a, care. Listen, if I can live uh, as good as a hot shower is, it takes a lot of energy for me to get out of my fucking bed to do it. If there was like some form of auto cleansing thing that I could just hit a <laughs> button in bed and I'm just refreshed and cleaned all over, where do I sign up? You know. <sighs> Man, I, we were supposed to have this. The Jensen's lied to us. We were supposed to have hover cars and like a machine we just walked into. Well, we, we were also clean. supposed to be like 90,000 feet in the air. True. And hover everything's this push button technology. That'd um, be exciting. But yeah, uh, the the self-care I do, um, it's reading. Uh, I like watching it uh, when I make the time. And that's the thing. I have to make the time because I'm one of those people that because i'm i think it's called i think it's type a i don't Mm -hmm. remember which is which (laughs) i was the guy in school that if i was given homework i would do it as quickly as possible just so i didn't have to take it home oh okay you're a get it done guy i'm a get it because you don't want to worry about it later yeah smart smart on one hand but when there's ongoing work yeah never going to be done I, I was you this... put off the good stuff too. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I I'm very fortunate that I'm in a position where I sort of make my own schedule, but there are days in which I need to curb myself because as much as I want to get it all done at the front end of the week, mm-hmm. uh I can't kill myself either. Yeah. Even though I know that there will be a reward at the end, the next mm-hmm. X amount of days or hours and whatever I'm yeah. free to do as I please. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also, it's not healthy and it can lessen the quality of work if I do too much mm. too quickly. Um, and, uh, or I overbook myself too. But the, but that watching a movie, um, you know, uh, I have certain, uh, Certain sexual releases. All right, we're good there. We don't need <laughs> And I just, I'll, yeah, I wasn't going to go any further. <laughs> but, but no, it, it, you know, that's that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's helpful, and it makes me feel good. Good. So, what's um, what's one thing you would like to tell somebody who's just like you listening to this? You're going to be fine. <laughs> um just uh be honest with yourself uh seek professional help not necessarily because you you you're panicked about it but 
in order to better understand yourself because while you think you may have a handle on it, you might not. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. It really doesn't. <laughs> I'm hurt. literally talking to myself right now. Actually, I was just going to say it sounds like it sounds like I'm going to have to text you that number today. Um, Might be helpful. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Eric, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh on. my gosh! If nobody's told you this today, oh, where can people find you? Uh, at Eric W. Barnes for jokes and thoughts on just pop culture and wrestling and and, stuff. L- and listen to Raging Joy. Please. And um, if uh, nobody told you this today, I love you. I love you too, Anna. Thank you. Uh, and um, you can find me at AnnaValenzuela.com. You can also find me at, at AnnaViasFun on Twitter and Instagram. Listen to Brohaha. Um, and, uh, did you get to that one question? I, I did it seamlessly oh i'm good at my job i didn't mean to cut you off i no, apologize no you're fine. i lost i lost count that's a great that's a great because i'm sure somebody was listening they were like did she get to that question damn you're i did you're i just smooth. slipped it in smooth. there it was perfect good. it was perfect timing um mm-hmm. and uh listen if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today we love you bye bye love you <laughs>